Hello. Hi. How are you? Welcome back. Uh, this is another episode of Calm Before the Score. I am your host, Matt Enders, along with my co-host, Brian Highland. Brian, we're back. I think a lot of people doubted we wouldn't be back for the season, but here we are. It's good to be back. How you doing? It. Hi, Dio, Matt. It's good to be back, and it's also good just to, just, just to jam it in the face of all the haters, all the all the losers and the doubters, of which there are many. There were said, quite a few. You know, they, that said they, they couldn't do it. They couldn't log on to a Zoom call and talk about football. So to all those people out there, all I have to say is, you know, eat shit. Suck it. Yeah. Suck it. <laughs> um, we're back. We are back. But in all seriousness, for the people that asked if we were going to make more of these, uh, we do appreciate you. Um, you guys are part of the reason we did this. Also, fucking life's busy. All right? We're all adults here. We know. Life's busy. Okay? Fucking get off our back. I mean, I mean, we're, you know, we're... Uh, I mean, busy is maybe subjective <laughs> on either end of well, this we, podcast. You got a little more going on than I do. But the point remains the same. We focus on the football season. I mean, you know... We're not gonna we're not gonna get on every week in the off season and talk the the dog days of MLB baseball. You know, no one wants to hear me talk about the the Yankees or the the Phillies in July. No one wants to hear that. I don't I don't watch that. I don't pay attention to that. So why why do we talk about that? You know. So we almost brought it back talk to the tennis? draft. We almost brought it back to the draft, but I didn't really feel like editing a four hour podcast down to something that's somewhat manageable. So. Uh, Sorry about it. Probably would have been a good one. He was fade for It really would have draft. been a magical moment that we could have captured, but uh, you know, you live and you learn. Maybe we'll do it next year. Who knows? We'll see. Maybe. So something that kind of spurred this uh, resurgence was uh, what was that? Thursday night? Friday night? When was that? First? Thursday night. Thursday night. Uh, Penn Thursday. State got a big win. Good for them. Who cares? Um, West Virginia pit. Now, the backyard brawl is something that was gone for a while. That's the rivalry between Pitt and West Virginia. Brian, as a Pitt alum, before we kind of get into all of that, do you feel a rivalry with West Virginia? I don't know. I don't think they played while you were there, so maybe it wasn't nearly as big of a thing. But do you feel that hatred that previous, you know, Pitt alumni have for West Virginia? No, I mean, obviously they didn't play while I was there, so I don't really, you know, care about them. Um, like, I think it's, I think it's more deeply ingrained for people that are from the Pittsburgh area, because Morgantown is extremely close to Pittsburgh. Like, it's, I'm pretty sure it's closer than Happy Valley is to Pitt. Then. Uh, but no, so I, I never really felt that. I never really felt that you know, hatred, or I knew that it was a thing, you know, you, you see the highlights of the backyard brawl and you see how many times that, you know, they've played in the past. And obviously it was the old big East days. And, you know, you hear kind of stories of people who were around during the backyard brawl days, but it never was a thing. I mean, you know, but clearly it's still a big draw. I mean, it was the biggest turnout in Hinesfield history or not even Hinesfield history. It was the biggest turnout for a Pittsburgh sporting event in history wow yeah it was like i mean i know the big 10 gets like a hundred thousand you know fans at every one of their football games but it was you know seventy thousand people in a fifty-six thousand person stadium which is kind of ridiculous when you think about it i mean i remember at the the first penn state game in pittsburgh people were standing on the in the you know the little spiral walkway going up to the to the top level, you know, people were just lining the sides of that walkway, like for the standing Ramoy tickets. And that was the previous record. And this one broke it. So um, they ran out of beer in the third quarter I saw on Twitter. So it was just kind of a, oh, yeah. you know, what was cl clearly, it's still a big draw. Like clearly it still means a lot to, you know, the city of Pittsburgh. It means a lot to the, to both teams. It means a lot to the athletic department. So I hope they continue it past what they currently have scheduled um, but yeah, it was, it was good to see it back and good to see a pit win. Um, was is they do they just have a, a deal for next year at West Virginia, just like a home and home situation? 
it might be a four-year deal. I don't know. I think usually they they do like the the four-year deals. That's what they did with Penn State previously. Yeah. Um, when they like renewed that rivalry, it was like a four-year deal. Um, but I will let's see, Pitt. I would Although, guess four years. I saw it. Uh, Morgantown to Pitt, hour twenty. Pitt to Happy Valley, two forty. So it's half the distance. Yeah, and they, and they were really close. And you know, I mean, my friends that I met in in Pittsburgh that are from the Pittsburgh area. I mean, they hate West Virginia. Like they hate <laughs> the. <laughs> the college of West Virginia, like they, you know, they don't ever want to hear John Denver's, uh, you know, <laughs> Rocky mountain high on the, on the that's radio. The one, that's the, hold on. That's the John Denver one you pick, not country the, roads. Country. I don't, I, West I don't know Virginia, the name of the, song. the name of the goddamn. I know that's, that's the one I meant. I don't know the name of all this fucking yeah, song. Like I'm not a goddamn John or something like that. Just start throwing. Other I'm not a goddamn John Denver expert. It's not like I sit here listening to John Denver. He's got. He's got. I some knew that it was jams. a John Denver song. He's got some tasty jams. Check it out, maybe. Anyways, they they hate West Virginia, but so you know, a win a win's a win. Pitt did win. A win is a win. Uh, Pitt didn't cover though. And this is a gambling show. Um, this is something I told you that West Virginia was going to cover the seven and a half. You doubted me to a point where you bought it up to pit minus nine and a half. You were so confident. Um, yeah, it didn't work. It was it was the right play though. Flawed. Um, the no, the system was not flawed. The refs decided to to take matters into their own hands when you know they were. The, it, it, it turned into a fucking ref show in the second half. It was it was unbearable to watch. They were reviewing everything. I mean, like you know, every every other play was getting reviewed for targeting. They spot West Virginia at the two yard line because the you know on that uh, the last kickoff of the game, yep. and then they're just like, oh, okay, we just missed the the fair catch. It, it, it just turned into a ref show. I mean, the refs clearly had an agenda to keep it as close as possible. The refs probably had West Virginia minus, or plus seven and a half, if I had to guess, which is why West Virginia ended up covering. I mean, Pitt was the better team. Um, yeah, granted, their defense couldn't stop a fucking nosebleed, and they were yep. just getting gashed. by. And if, yep. I, if I had to hear one more thing about that fucking – freshman tight end you know oh this guy it was a tight end we, we they said we were going to see him in the bathroom it's like okay we we get it like you've said it every single time he gets the ball like if he got the ball like once or twice in the game it'd be like okay yeah cool that's that's, that's fun you know he, he talked about him beforehand it's like he got like 13 carries like let's not act like you know the the 13th time i think we could have left that commentary out of it but yeah. alas um, a wins a wins a win i mean if I mean, throughout the game, I, I honestly thought that Pitt was just going to just gonna lose it outright. I thought it was going to be a classic kind of Narduzzi letdown game. I mean, it's kind of been their MO in the Narduzzi area, you know, when they finally get that national recognition and start to kind of build momentum, they just get, you know, their feet cut out from underneath them. Um, they were just getting back shoulder faded, like from any time Bush Virginia was within, it, within the 30-yard line, they were just throwing back shoulder fades to that uh, – I don't even know. I don't even know his name. He has two I last names. Yeah, I forget. His name. Uh, Ford, well, something Ford. Ford. Yeah, but he was he he was just unstoppable, and Narduzzi refused to do anything about it. I mean, that's just a classic a classic Narduzzi adjustments in the game where you know you just keep your cornerbacks on an island regardless of how badly they're going to beat throughout the game. Um, obviously, the they had the. They they had some pretty good turnover luck. You know, they had the the pick six um, off of the the drop pass, oh, wow. and then they fumbled. They fumbled in in uh, plus territory, and then the very next play, uh, West Virginia fumbled it right back, or it might have been one or two plays after. Yeah, yeah. Uh, whatever it was, but it was just like okay, like you know, it, things things did break Pitt's way. Um, I, I I I do believe that they were the the better team. I mean, I don't think they. I, I don't think they played very well. Uh, I still, I still believe that they should have won by, by 10. I mean, you look at um, extending the drive, they had them, um, 
they had them locked up in the within the five yard line and they were getting ready to force a punt. And then there was an erroneous uh, taunting penalty, which shouldn't even be counted because there was a false start to begin with. And then you can't, the play is dead at that point. So in theory, if the play is dead and you get a taunting penalty, he should be able to go up and punch the quarterback in his dick if he wants to, because the play is dead at that point. It's, it's no hold bar, but I, that's you know, again, that's well, it should be, but the refs decided to take it into their own hands. The refs decide, okay, you know what? We want to keep this game close. We want to extend the drive uh, that led West Virginia to go down and get points at the end of the, at the end of the half, instead of kind of turning it over the pit side. So there was a couple times where, Things didn't, didn't go pit's way. You know, the rest kind of took it into their own hands. And uh, But there was also some good good breaks pit way, pit's way. But I, I still, you know, like I said to you before, the the system was right. It was the right play. Pit minus nine and a half was the right play. Just as like Homer is not, is not just, the right play. Just, just and, I, and again, I compared it, and I'll say it on here. I compared it to if I have a live, I'm showing 11 and the dealer's showing a five, you double down. You're not going to win that hand 100% of the time, but that doesn't mean that that's the wrong play. That's the yeah, right play. It was the right play. 11. It was the right play. The process. It's the process, Matt. It was the process. <laughs> Having it's the 11 eye test. And it's the, the eyes. It's, showing it's, five. it's the superior not football the knowledge. It's, it's, understanding, it's understanding football. It's understanding football, understanding football at a higher level. Your number one at a higher it's understanding football at a higher level than the general public and understanding that the value was minus nine and a half. Now it didn't hit, but that's where the value was. The process was sound. It was a sound process. And I stand by that. My only regret, my only regret is that I didn't buy more points. Heard all that. <laughs> so good. I don't want to hear that. But no, you can't compare the two. You can't compare showing 11 or having 11, dealer showing five to Homer two points. As, as, a, as a Philadelphia, as a Sixers fan, you need to understand and you should understand that it's the process. It's process over results. The process is sound. It's a sound process that I, that I went through in my head. The, the way that I picked the games, the process, the way that I analyzed it was correct. Now the results aren't going to be there hundred percent of the time, because if they were, you know, I, I, you know, I wouldn't have a day job because my process would be so incredible that, you know, I'd win every game, but the process is there sound logic and you know, you're not going to win every game that's just that's so, just the way of life so, so according to your logic here just 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 want to make sure that we're clear um i then now should take eagles minus five and a half against the lions this week by two points with your favorite team isn't that the process here no that's that is not the process now i do think eagles minus five and a half i do think that is the right play that is my, that would be <laughs> with that being said you have come to the right. With that being said, with the wrong process, but exactly yes, you can come to the wrong conclusion. You can come to the right conclusion with the wrong process. You're trying to put the wrong process to my thinking. Now, am I taking Jets money line this week? Yes, but that's the process. Oh, Jesus, we're not. Fucking, it has nothing. We're not fucking doing it this has, again. It has nothing. It, it has nothing to do with you know betting on your favorite team. It's about the process. I still don't know. That's gonna be the, my, the, I still don't know what the process is. That's gonna be my motto all year. It's the process. Yikes! We may only be one return episode. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, I can't wait to see this process unravel this year as we fucking try to break even by the end of the season. That's right. The parlay is back. We will circle back around to it. Um, but before that, before we leave the college world, um, any impressions from week one? Uh, to me, George, it's it's going to be Georgia, Alabama again, right? Georgia, yeah, Georgia's just Georgia's just so good. That was, I know, like it wasn't technically the biggest win in whatever, whatever history, but against the number eleven Oregon, Oregon in Georgia, I guess it was at a neutral field. Technically, it was in Atlanta or whatever. Or what do you get it? They beat the hell out of Oregon. It was unbelievable. 
Their defense looked better after they had five people drafted in the first round. What's his face? Yeah, it was a Bennett. Um, the quarterback, Stetson. Stetson Bennett, who has a very punchable face, very punchable face, can sling the pill. I'll give him that. Um, but Georgia looks unbelievable at the football right now. Um, so I don't know what they are to win the whole thing, but that may be worth a little bit of a sprinkle. Yeah, I bet after last week, their odds improved uh, drastically. And I would also say it's it was a tough time to announce the expanded playoffs. Yeah. That yeah. was a tough also, that was a tough time in conjunction with that game, in conjunction with, you know, expanding the playoffs and getting more teams involved. And um, you don't want to see the uh, what was it 42 to 42 to 10 yeah. blowout. And and I mean that was that was Georgia taking a foot off the gas. That was that was Kirby Smart being nice to his old defensive coordinator. Yeah, it's uh, Georgia plus two fifty to win the whole thing. Might be worth a little sprinkle. Uh, Alabama is still the leader at plus one sixty, and then Ohio State plus three hundred. Ohio State did not look great. People are saying that maybe all that uh, all that NIL money going to. Uh, CJ Stroud's head, maybe. Maybe not trying as hard. Maybe not playing as hard. Maybe not training nearly as hard as he used to. Tough to wake up. Is that, is that you saying that? Sheets, you know what I'm saying? Is, it, is that you saying that? Uh, I've heard some whispers. I have some connections. I've, you know, I've, I have, I've heard some things. I'm very plugged in the Ohio State world. You know, I had a cousin, <laughs> sure. I had a cousin that was on their marching band for a year or something like that. So, I mean, that, I know that basically makes you an insider. Head. He was in attendance. I got a yeah. guy. All right, I got a guy. So, just that's just a word on the street. So, maybe Ohio State, a little bit of letdown. They did still win by two scores against the number five team in the country, though. So, I guess can't really complain too much, but just something to think about. Um, let's move to the men's league, shall we? Football's so- back. Uh, you got, uh, well, this will come out Friday, so... Last night, Bills-Rams, unbelievable game. Unbelievable game. The way that thing ended, crazy. Who could have expected it? Um, But we're moving to Sunday. Um, Sunday's week one. It's it's that that first Sunday, you're on the couch. Maybe you have a beverage open. You do have a beverage open. You have some chips. You got some salsa, maybe something like that. And you turn on red zone, and you check your fantasy lineup, and you just see all the guys just – in play on the field at like 101, 102 p.m. Oh, it's the best feeling in the world. It's Christmas morning. It's unbelievable. Well, I would, I would contend it's better than Christmas morning. And something you mentioned, you know, that, that setting that fantasy lineup week one where everyone's healthy, that's a good feeling. As that's McCaffrey, a good feeling. McCaffrey, it is a very good feeling. That's, that's coming off of the draft. That's coming off of – this is my year, you know, I know I say, you know, I know, I know I got, I had, was bit by the injury bug last year. We're staying healthy this year. This is the year to win it all. And that, you know, it's, it's hope springs eternal. You know, you're, you're sitting there week one, the whole world's in front of you. Yep. All your bets are going to hit. You're going to win all your fantasy leagues. Your team's going to go undefeated this year. Nobody can tell you otherwise at that point. Granted 45 minutes later when you're already down, you know, 85 to 10, if somebody had somebody had Dalvin Cook who scored two touchdowns or something like that, and your defense was playing them, and, you know, the Jets are already down 17 to three, and it's it can fall apart quickly. But in those first couple of minutes, you are untouchable, and that's what we live for. With that being said, before we start making picks for this week, I do have a, a little uh, parlay sprinkle that I have for teams to make the playoffs. So we're going to give you this before the week one picks because it is something. Once week one starts, I don't think you can take these parlays anymore. I don't know that for sure. Don't quote me on that. It's probably actually still available now that I think about it. But this is where we're at. Uh, it's a six-leg parlay. Um, Brian, would you like to guess or do you just want to hear them? I will guess. All right. So I'll give, you, I'll give you nine. I'll give you nine guesses. Okay, Buffalo. Yes. 
Cincinnati? No. Mm. Okay. Kansas City? Yes. Okay. Green Bay? Yes. Tampa Bay? Yep. Um, Rams? Yep. Okay. So I have what? You're five out of three six. Three guesses? Five out of six. Three, three guesses. Three guesses with one more. I mean, so I'm going to guess the Ravens. Nope. Hmm. Color me intrigued. Yeah, two guesses left. This is the team that I picked with the lowest odds or the least odds to make the playoffs at minus Tennessee. Two. No, not Tennessee. You got one guess left. Chargers. Boom. Bucks, Bills, Packers, Rams, Chargers, Chiefs. Plus 407. Not bad. I could could see the Chargers throwing a wrench into that. Yep. I could see the Chiefs. The Chiefs low-key are the team that I'm the most worried about, which is wild to say. Uh, To make the playoffs, I mean, that'd be pretty crazy for them to not make the playoffs. You would Regardless think. of how much better their division has gotten, I mean, you would think. Um, all right, let's start making some picks, shall we? Let's do it. Um, I'm looking at the board, and I love it. Do you love love the board we've won, huh? Love the board. Um, all right. Um, what do you got first? Am I hold on? Am I reading that right, or is that? Okay. 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 What is it? It's going crazy. Which one are you trying? Okay. To um. No, I was looking. I was looking at week two, and I was like, "Ooh, okay." Well, first, first one's an easy one, but there's going to be a caveat. Uh, of course there is. Of course there is. Um, it's it's just money line, <laughs> but it's if Zach Wilson plays. We're not Zach Wilson. No, 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 no. That's where we're starting. Jets money line plus two forty five. Book it. Defense is going to be vastly improved. They're actually going to have some edge rushers this year. John Franklin Myers is coming back. Quinn Williams is coming back. Carl Lawson coming back from injury. They picked up Jacoby Martin from the Texans. They have Bryce Huff coming back healthy. They have um, Johnson. Oh, what's his name? Johnson the third from uh, Florida State. CJ Mosley back healthy. I don't think it's John. Not the guy Jer- Jermaine. Play. It's Jermaine Johnson. Oh, Jermaine, Jermaine Bro- Johnson. Yeah. Jermaine Johnson the third. They have CJ Mosley. They have Quan Alexander. They have Quincy Williams. They have Jordan Whitehead in the secondary. They have Lamarcus Joyner at safety, who was slated to be starter last year. Torres tricep, like first drive of the week one. They have Sauce Garner. They have DJ Reed on the outside. They have Michael Carter in their slot. Their defense is going to be vastly improved. And their offense, they have Dwayne, Dwayne Brown coming in at left tackle, pro bowler. They have George Fant, who played incredible last year, didn't allow like one sack over the entire season. They have Lincoln Tom, Tomlinson yep. at left guard, Elijah Vera Tucker still on the line, Connor McGovern. Elijah Moore is going to have a breakout season. Still have Corey Davis, picked up two good tight ends in CJ Uzmanzada, Tyler Conklin. Bryce Hall in the backfield. Michael, Michael Carter still there. Oh yeah, I think they're going to be. I they are their their team is greatly improved now. You know, just to be fair, I'll change it to Jets plus seven. I'll change it All right, for good. the sake of the show. I'll change it to Jets plus seven at home. I mean, I'm also going to bet the money line, but for the oh, sake yeah. of for the sake for the sake of the show, I'll change it to plus, Jets plus seven. Okay. They're going to be greatly. They're going to be greatly improved. The Ravens. Are returning a lot of people from season-ending season, season injuries. Uh, Their entire secondary is coming back from basically season-ending injuries. Their entire running back group is coming back from basically season-ending injuries. They have no wide receivers still. Their, you know, tight end Kwan Alexander. He's brought in specifically to cover tight ends. He's had great pass coverage throughout his entire career. Jordan Whitehead brought in so that they can actually, you know. 
cover cover quarterbacks, be able to contain quarterback. They're going to actually be able to play the type of defense that Robert Sala and Jeff Ulbrich want to play because they actually have the cornerbacks to play that defense. Sauce Gardner. Sauce Gardner wasn't targeted a single time in the preseason. He was absolutely – How does that happen? Like, I know he's he's, very good and all that kind of stuff. I get it. But a rookie, you don't target him one time. He's locked down. He hasn't given up a catch in the target target of the preseason. Never give up a touchdown in college. Like, how is nobody – like, I don't get it. He's sick. How do they not Uh, throw at him? I think well, I, I forget exactly what the stat was. The Jets were one of the most bet uh, team total overs in the NFL. I so it's not it's not just it's not just me that's high on the Jets. It's the sharps in Vegas. It's the people that make their living betting on the NFL. I think you know the and getting getting a touchdown at home week one. I think is, is good value. Um, you know what? I don't hate that. I should hate it. I don't hate it. Um, there's, oh, I, I will give you this. Um, you are, you are quite convincing. You are a bit of a convincing son of a bitch. Do you realize that? With that being said, I'm not taking the Jets. Let's just, let's just get that right off the table, right in the very beginning. I'm not, I'm not doing it. That's fair. I am. I've I've been known to be known to be a homer. Um, you know, I I will say that. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm obviously a homer. I mean, I I do I am realistic about the Jets, but I also you know it's more fun to be just overly optimistic. Like, well, yeah. I, I I you know I I understand in in past seasons that the, the Jets have have sucked. Um, but they're looking at the roster. They have a vastly improved roster. Um, Still a bad over the, over, No, it's a, it's, it's an, it's, a, it's an average roster. I wouldn't say it's bad. I wouldn't say it's good. I wouldn't say it's top line, but it's a, it's an average roster. I think who has the worst you know, if you compared, if you who has the worst. Yeah. Houston. Yeah, I think you could make the, the case for Houston. I'm trying to think of Jacksonville, maybe. Well, I mean, we'll see. Jacksonville could be good. Who knows? I'm not I'm not I'm not getting that far. Plot twist. I, mean, Detroit, I, am Detroit, taking, I am taking Jacksonville this week, so look out. But Detroit's roster kind of stinks. I don't know. Have you been watching hard knocks? No. Oh, it is unbelievable. This is the first year that I've like really like gotten into it. Um, and it's been marvelous. Seeing Deuce Daly, cool. Dan Campbell is a madman. The Jets do their own version of Hard Knocks, so I have a tough time That's devoting fair. time to to a random to a random team. The Jets they have the one Jets drive, um, which is pretty good behind the scenes look at you know their preseason and training camp process they also do stuff around the draft um showing that process so it's that's something for I a Jets fan it's the Eagles don't really do anything like that they show a lot of no, I mean, the, the, interviews and stuff like that but they don't do any like behind the scenes during the draft or make their own sort of like training camp situation yeah, I mean the, the Jets fans eat it up. I mean it, it does good numbers on on YouTube, and you know I think it gets nominated for you know those miscellaneous Emmy categories. Yeah, so it looks good on the the video department. So, uh, but yeah, so I, I I I've never you know I've watched the Rex Ryan Hard Knocks. Yeah, with the Jets back in the day, but other than that, I mean I don't know. I've I've never been a consistent watcher of hard knocks yeah um my first pick i did spoil a little bit i am taking jags plus three and a half in washington um what's what are you what are your odds on that i got i got two and a half 
Uh, I got him at three and a half. At minus 110? At – I got Jags plus three and a half, minus 120. Okay. All right. so that makes I sense. do not think um, I would take them at plus two and a half. I'm going to throw that out there. Ironically, I have Washington minus two and a half. Okay. There we go. I, if I don't, I wouldn't, I didn't like Washington minus three and a half. I wouldn't take Jacksonville plus two and a half. This game's got like 2017 or 17, 14 or something like that written all over it. There, there's some crazy stat out there about, I guess, I don't know if it's first time head coaches or first year head coaches you know, with a new team, but they suck in the first week. Um, Whatever it is, like. uh, What is it about former Super Bowl winning head coaches going against their former almost MVP that year starting quarterback on a team that's in the division so he understands kind of how that other team operates as well? Because this is Doug Peterson versus Carson Wentz. What was was the overlap with Doug Peterson and the Ron Rivera-led yeah, Commanders. Just he's played in he's played in Washington before. He knows what kind of a shithole that stadium is. I'm sure Ron Rivera was a coach towards the end of the Peterson era, probably a year or two in there. So he knows kind of what's going yeah. on there. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I, you know, I mean, Doug P, Doug Peterson. I don't know how much involvement he's going to have with the the defensive play calling throughout the game and miles jack they got they got guys back there they're all right watched an offense i thought thought miles jack was on a different team that doesn't sound familiar let's see i thought he left yeah he's on the steelers that's unfortunate yep doesn't matter he's Um, okay anyway who cares that's true yeah i mean do they have a trayvon walker Stud, first overall pick on one He's side. Something. Josh Allen coming off the other side. I mean, what else? What more do you need? I mean, I think I think Trevor Lawrence is going to be Devin Lloyd as well. First round pick at a linebacker position. They got Shaquille Griffin, stud. I actually, I actually do like Devin Lloyd. I wanted the Jets to to pick him up. Um, but they I, I think the I, they got Brandon Scherf away from Washington. I mean, yeah, who knows? Jackson may surprise may surprise some people this year. Went out in four games, maybe. Who knows? This could be the first one. Maybe I I just think I mean. Also, you know, like last year, the Commanders were kind of like a you know, uh, darling pick to to do well. Like the defense, like everyone thought, oh, this defense is gonna take the next step. I mean, like two years ago, they were they were solid. Um, yeah, and then they really had, yeah, and then they had a really underwhelming year. So I think, you know, I think their defense still has the potential to be to be good. Um, I think, I don't know, I I can't get behind um, betting on the Jaguars on the road week one. Well, you know, I think, it, I think I think I think it's that make my well, bet. At, at two and a half, but I agree with you. I mean, at, at two and a half, it's a lot more appealing than at three and a half. I mean, if, it was, if it was, yeah, if it was two and a half, I think I would have stayed away. Uh, but three and a half is big. These lines are flying. Uh, like my best bet, which I will save, is a money line pick. That team is now minus two and a half. So mm. these things are, are moving. Um, Next pick I got here is uh, Dolphins minus two and a half uh, at home against the Patriots. Patriots always lose down in Miami. I know it's typically end of the season thing. And this year they're playing down in the beginning of the season. But oh, those Patriots certainly seem like a dumpster fire right now. I only got Bill Belichick and he's the best coach of all time. And I get it. Their line stinks. Nobody knows who's calling the plays. That's going to be a problem. Second year. Uh, quarterback Mac Jones, who was did pretty well last year, did win offensive rookie of the year. Um, but he, uh, I don't, I'm, they don't really have any weapons. I just think 
I don't know, the Dolphins, they got Tyreek Hill. Two is healthy. They got Mike McDaniel down there, who seems like maybe real smart guys under that Shanahan. He followed him from Washington out to San Francisco, and now he's um, down in Miami. So Miami minus two and a half feels, uh, feels good. Except that means if it was in Foxborough, it would probably be a pick em, which I think Miami's better. Now they're getting the field goal at home. Give them to me. Yeah, so I, I was actually just looking at that game. Um, I have it at minus three and a half on my book at uh, Dolphins, you know, minus 109, minus three and a half. I don't love it at that line, um, but I do. On my also the- had moved to three and a half, but I did get Miami minus two and a half. I can, uh, I don't know if you can see that or not, but it's uh, like this one right here. Well, I also, I mean, you know, we're giving it within a point. I mean, people can can buy the point however they however they choose. If they like it at three and a half, um, you know, I think Miami's the right pick here. The Patriots, I think the Patriots offense is going to be bad. Like, I, I do. The like, like, I mean, I think people, they, they don't have wide receivers. They don't have an offensive line. They don't have a skilled running back. Um, I think all of their games are going to be just slop fests. Gross. And so I like the under 46 and a half here. Um, I do yeah. as well. Yeah, this has got Obvi- like- Obviously, you know, the, the shiny new Tua and McDaniel and Miami. I still like, you know, I think it's going to take a little one. I think would be good. That the, the Patriot defense is still going to be solid. Say they put up thirty-one. <clears throat> is the are the Patriots going to score two touchdowns? I, I I think I think you know it's going to be Belichick like he did with the the Bills game last year. You know, in that terrible weather. I oh. think he's going to understand, and I think it's going to be kind of. They're just going to, like I said, they're going to slop up these games and they're going to eliminate the big plays. They're going to, they're going to give you the underneath stuff. You know, they're going to play Ben don't break. They're not going to, they're not going to give up the big plays and they're going to just hope you make mistakes and try to hold you to field goals. And, you know, their offense is just going to try to grind out 20 points a game, but at 46 and a half, I, I love that number. Yeah. So I'm, I'm all over that under. Cool. I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd go all the way down to like 44 and a half. Like if the line moves and you're looking at this game, like I, I mean, I'm looking at some of these other lines I'm seeing, you know, the, these are two good, good defenses and I'm not sold on a first time head coach going up against Belichick. I mean, what's the stat on Belichick against first time head coaches? It's real bad. And especially the one that's going to be calling offensive plays, like I, you know, I don't think to a, I, I don't think Tyreek's going to, you know, do that much against, yeah, in this matchup. So I'm liking, um, I'm liking the under here. With that being said, the lowest totals this week there are two games with the over under is forty one and a half. So it's not the lowest, but. Um, one of those low totals is one that I like. This is one where the lines move and have bit me in the ass a little bit because I like Panthers minus two and a half against the Browns. Is currently Panthers minus one and a half. So I got a little early. So that's going to keep following you. Maybe think about, you know, leaving it as is, letting it keep coming down. But uh, I like the Baker revenge game. I think uh, Cleveland's been such a, uh, a cluster during the whole Deshaun situation. Um, not knowing who their quarterback is, not knowing like, you know, who gets to practice how much and they didn't know when the suspension would take would go over. And their offense, I think is, I mean, Chubb is good. Hunt's good. You know, as long as he's still there, they still may trade him. Um, Jacoby resets fine, I guess. I mean, he kind of, I don't want him starting for the Eagles. Um, but, you know, the, you know, Panthers got some weapons. They got some, some they got some players. Christian McCaffrey's healthy, which is big because he's only going to play about four games this year, but this should be one of them. 
you know, play the first three and then he'll get a hamstring injury and then he'll play, come back, you know, week seven, he'll play like week seven, eight, nine, and then he'll be done for the year. And that'll be questionable for week 17. They won't play him because they're not going to be in the playoffs. That's just kind of how that's going to go. So he's going to be there for this first one. Panthers minus two and a half, currently minus one and a half. Yeah, I, uh, I don't hate that pick. I mean, Jacoby Bristet stinks. Um, the, you know, the Browns picked up Amari Cooper in the offseason. Um, you know, they lost Jarvis Landry and they lost Austin Hooper. So it's yeah, you know, it's Amari Cooper, then Donovan Peoples Jones. Yeah, they're 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 a weird they're a weird team. Um, they are a weird team. Yeah. Well, so, yeah. You know, uh, I'm I'm staying away from from them. Out of I'm staying away from betting on on them out of principle for the for this year, and then. Um, the but, Browns? Yeah, I like yeah, not bet yeah, the Browns at all. Yep. All right. I'll hold you to it. Not, not bet on them. You will bet against them. I can bet against them. Yes. Okay. All right. You're Ken, locked. Ken and Will. Ken and Will, but I want to see I want to see how, how this first game goes because it, it just could you know, I can't get I can't get a read because they're just so just weird. In honor of solidarity solidarity for doing the show again. Um, I'm going to do the same thing you are, uh, but I'm going to take the Jets. So just so we're clear. That's fair. All right. Good. You're going to lose a lot of money this year. For your sake, I hope you're right. But uh, I, I got a feeling I'll be just fine. Um, miss well, out on a lot I got, of money. Uh, one more and then my uh, my best pick here. And then I got a couple of uh, couple of props, which I thought maybe, you know, I noticed. Maybe worth a sprinkle. I haven't taken them yet. Maybe worth a sprinkle, though. Yeah, my next my next play is uh, Green Bay minus one and a half. Yeah, I can get down with that. It's not my um, line. But I can, I can I, the Packers are a team I can't get a read on. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers versus Kirk Cousins. That's uh, that's that's where I'm placing this bet. Yeah, that makes sense. But uh, no, uh, no Devontae Adams, I think, is going to be a problem. Especially in the beginning of the year. Now, if I had to pick a side, I would take this one because I'm not going to bet against Aaron Rodgers, of course. Um, but another year, Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook's healthy, Adam Thielen's still there. The Packers got no Devontae. Yeah, Allen. but yeah, Alan Lazar. Yeah, but Kirk. He's been hurt. But Kirk Cousins. Like, Kirk Cousins is consistent. He only you know, gave you four thousand twenty-five touchdowns a year. But uh, no, if I had to pick a side, I would, I would lean. I would lean Packers. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. The Vikes may surprise people. I think that offense is going to be a lot of fun. Um, so for that, I'm staying away. I will say my uh, fantasy steal of the year, I think, is going to be Rob Tunyon. So just something to think about. Tunyon. Tunyon two tutters maybe one that I pull off on uh, on Sunday. Just something to think about. You you love tu- you love Tunyon tutters. I do, I do. Like I said, no Adams is there. A lot of rookie receivers, a lot of young guys. So who is Rogers going to turn to when he needs someone to make a play? It's going to be a guy he trusts, a guy who he has said is his one of his closest personal friends on the team. Big Bob Tunyon. Aaron Jones. Okay, that's all I'm saying. He likes Tanya. Something to think about for the people that uh, are going to hear this on a Friday after the season started, in case your draft hasn't happened yet. Um, I do wonder what, what the odds are on that. That may be worth that may be worth a little bit of a sprinkle. Um, it is not out yet. That's unfortunate. But when it does, something to keep, something to keep an eye on for the people. Giving, giving some people, giving the people some homework assignments. Yep. Um, my next pick is over fifty-two and a half. High total. I know over fifty-two and a half of uh, Chargers Raiders. I am a little worried because the Chargers defense is good, but 
I think the Chargers here are going to be unbelievable. Um, and the Raiders do now have Devontae Adams, whose best friend is Derek Carr. So that's that should be working well. And then they still have Waller and Renfro, and Josh Jacobs is still there and all the boys. So I think that's going to be a that's going to be a fun game. I think that's Sunday night, maybe. That's going to be a fun one. Um, it is not. It is the four twenty five game. Uh, but I who's Sunday night? How is that not Sunday night? What if they? What if this is the time that they tie? That'd be sick. Tampa Bay, Dallas. Ugh. Um, but I have a pick in the in the uh, Vegas Chargers game, and I like the Raiders plus three and a half. Okay, I I am bullish on the Raiders. I think that's the right terminology. I I like the six weeks of the year is it's Raiders season. That's they're they're four and two one every year this time. I'm 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 buying the Raiders. I think you know all all the media hype is going to the, the Broncos, the Chargers. You know they're the they're the darlings of the division, and the Raiders just just ho hum, just keep on chugging along in the in the Derek Carr era. You know they're they have a solid enough defense. They're they have improved weapons. You know they got Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro's a, a monster. Darren Waller's still there. Um, I don't know. I think I think the Raiders are going to surprise some people, um, and I'm not just saying this because I've picked far too many Raiders in my fantasy leagues. Um, I'm not just trying to speak it into existence, as some people might think. But I, I like the Raiders. I like them at plus three and a half week one. All right, I can get down. I can get down. Um, I am one of those people that are going to be blowing up the Chargers this year, uh, but I got one pick left. I got my best pick. Um, how many more do you have? I have one. Okay. All right. And then we'll, I guess we'll find one that we agree on to make it uh, three. We can't do, we can't do two legs. Yeah. Can't do two legs. We're not, this is, this is not amateur hour. All right. This is the third season that we've done this show. This is the break. This is the break even by the end of the season. Bingo. We got to, we got to start off hot. We got to start hot. We got to get ahead. Long season, you know, we're good. It's good. It's a roller coaster, but as long as we end up right back where we started, like a good roller coaster should, we'll be just fine. The past few years, we have ended up in a lake 30 miles away from the start. <laughs> we, uh, yeah, we went, uh, we went up the hill a little too fast and we just got launched off the edge. And uh, there was no, uh, there was no circus net to catch us. We, uh, we just kind of splattered, but not this year. Uh... We slowed the speed down a little bit. We've got it all figured out. Roller coaster coming right back into the station for somebody else to get on. It's the old roller coaster tycoon where you just build a build a roller coaster where you just launch people just like directly into a lake. Yep, that was our fault. We got ahead of ourselves. We started running the ride before it was completed. We have since completed it. That's what we've been doing this. This year we know better. Finishing our roller coaster. Um, with that being said, my first pick is Tampa Bay Buccaneers money line. It was minus 124, so you can use a little bit of judgment here if you think this is fair or not. But their money, when I got it, was minus 124. Mm -hmm. I know we have taken minus 120s, so I'm not quite sure where our cutoff is. But minus 120. I don't think think there needs to be any cutoff. I mean, I think it's it's minus 600. Yeah, that's true. I have it at minus 141 on my, my book right now, but. You know, I think anything, I think anything minus one fifty or or better is acceptable. All right, I'm down with minus one fifty. All right, so I can get behind that. Um, so let me write that down. Tampa Bay money line. Okay. Um, well, that might make me change my bet. No, I'm missing it. Uh, Kansas City, Arizona. I was going to find a money line. Kansas City. Arizona over 53 and a half. The highest total of the week, I do believe. Mm-hmm. I get that one that. I've been big on I've been big on picking uh, Juju in my leagues. I think I think Juju's gonna have a big year. He's the number one guy in uh, Kansas City, so should be fun. Um 
All right. What's the last bet that we agree on? Under, we go under in Niners Bears. I was going to say, if we, do we go back to the, the well with the, uh, the Patriots Miami under? We can go back to the well. I'm all right with that. I agree with that under pick as well. 41 and a half. I feel like that's, is, that's a low total. That is a low total. That's right. a low total. I mean, that's that's, yeah. that's tough. If one, if if the Niners break off a few big runs, you know, you're in a you're in a tough spot. In a tough spot. Uh, this three leg parlay is plus five forty one. Okay. So, everybody write that down for those keeping track. Um, and then before we get out of here, we're gonna make our season predictions. It's prediction time. Uh, last year, we made uh, picks for MVP, Offensive Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, Offensive Rookie of the Year, Defensive Rookie of the Year, Comeback Player, and Coach of the Year, which is, according to my math, 14 total picks. It's picks the two of us. Something like math that. checks out. Uh, we got one right. So not super awesome. Um, we're going to do better this year. We're, we're, we've done much more research this year than we had last year. Um, the only one we got right is I correctly said TJ Watt for defensive player of the year at plus 750. So if you took that one or only that one, you did you did all right. Some of our other picks, should we? do you want to hear what our picks were from last year? I don't want to put that negative energy out into the world. They're, they're tough. There's a, couple, there's a couple of tough ones here. I had J.C. Horn as defensive rookie of the year. He played four games. Um. Oh, man, some of these are – I mean, we were close. Up. I had Matt Stafford MVP. He finished top three. Uh, you Dalvin Cook, Offensive Player of the Year. It's not a bad pick. Comeback Player of the Year, Dak Prescott. We thought that might have been the right answer. turns out it was Joe Burrow, so we only got one. But um... anyway, here we go. So we're going to do the same seven, and then we're also going to throw in uh, who's going to win the Super Bowl as our final pick. All right. So MVP, uh, who are you going with? I am going with looking at my odds, looking at my odds, weighing the odds versus. Jeez, mm, oh, I'm good. I'm gonna go with Russell Wilson. Oh. Okay. Mm-hmm. I can get down with that. I can get that He's way. got good odds. I mean, every, every year at the beginning of the season, it's Russell Wilson has never received an MVP vote. Yeah. Russell Wilson plus 1,400 for those playing at home. Yep. Um, I'm going to take one with a little bit of shorter odds. Um, I'm going Justin Herbert. Uh, like I said, I am one of those Chargers guys. I'm a big, I'm a big, I'm a big Chargers guy. You may, you may hear a couple of uh, Chargers related things in some of my picks here. Plus nine hundred, which means that we did not take the odds-on favorite, which is uh, Josh Allen at plus seven hundred. So too easy. Got to give the people some value. Something about. Um, all right, offensive player of the year. Um, I will go next. We'll just kind of snake this thing. Um. Can somebody win Offensive Player of the Year and MVP? They, they normally try to separate that, right? The MVP is like the quarterback thing, and then Offensive Player of the Year is like the, the receiver running back that went. Mm-hmm. Right? Isn't that kind of how they do that? So, yeah, that's the way they typically try to do it. Um, so for those playing at home, I think Cooper Cup did win this last year, I do believe. I believe he did. Um which I took Devontae Adams, you took Dalvin Cook. A couple of good guesses. A couple of good guesses out of us. Um, or did Jonathan Taylor win it? No. Mm. Cooper Cup had, like, the most receptions and receiving yards and touchdowns. It was an unbelievable season. Uh, let it's me say, I, run, I, believe. I do not think he does it again. It's tough to go back-to-back. Also, they have Allen Robinson there, who's supposed to look really good. Um I think um, I think Derrick Henry brings it home. Mm. 
I think he's healthy again. Um, they don't have AJ Brown, so they couldn't throw the ball very well before. They're kind of plus sixteen hunch, by the way. Um, they could throw the ball before. Now they have less to throw it to. They got a rookie in Traylon Burks, and they got Bob Woods coming, you know, off an ACL injury. And Austin Hooper. I don't hate that. Derrick Henry's going to run that ball 35 times a game, find Taylor Lewan and the boys, and it's going to be enough. It's going to be enough. He's going to he's going to probably run for 1,800 yards again. And then I think after this may be – hold on to it, though. I think this, there's a good chance this may be the last year of Derrick Henry really being that top guy. I think after this year, those, those hits uh, could start to take their toll. So hope I'm wrong with that part. But uh, offensive player of the year, Derrick Henry. I don't hate that. Uh, I like Justin Jefferson for this award. You had, uh, that's back-to-back times. You have taken a uh, a uh, Vikings player. Mm. I don't love that, but I'm going to stick with it. <laughs> Plus 1,400. Um, yeah, that's good. Again, we didn't pick the odds on favorite, which is uh, Jonathan Taylor plus 1,000. So, um, our defense player of the year. All right. Uh, that comes to me. Let's see. I'd like to get all my. Um, hmm. Give me. Uh, give me Chase Young. Ooh. Why? He's got good odds. I don't know. I think he gets four thousand. That's a deep one. I, I think, I think he get have a ton of sacks. All right, fair enough. Um, That's what it comes down to. I mean, if you lead the league in sacks and you win the award, I mean, I don't think TJ Watt's going to get twenty-two and a half sacks or whatever he got last year. So I thought I was because I'm going Darius Leonard, but not for sacks, but for forced like for forced turnovers with that punch mm -hmm. that. I thought plus three thousand. He's good for a couple of couple of interceptions, probably a pick six, a couple of fumble recoveries. He's healthy. He had a an ankle injury that was stemming from a back injury last year, which has since been fixed and healed. Um, also, I think that defense is going to be very good. Ngakwe's over there now. Stephon Gilmore's over there now. This other guys, you know, Kenny Moore over there. Quiddy Pay. They uh, Darius Leonard in the middle. They got they got some, they got some players over there. They're Offense, who knows? But I think their defense could be uh, could be a top top ten, top five unit. If Darius Leonard's forcing you know, a dozen turnovers or so, who knows? I don't hate it. That leads me to offensive rookie of the year. I'm going to need you to uh, give me what this uh, this person's odds are going to be. Uh, okay. For whatever reason, on my sports book, it's not uh, just not coming up. Um, but I, oh, this is a tough one. I think I'm debating between a couple of different guys. Um, I know exactly who you're going to take already. Um, so we don't even have to talk about it. I bet you don't. Really? Who do you think I'm going to take? You're not going to the 10th overall pick? Okay, you do know how I'm going to take. Yeah. Well, I thought you thought I was going to take Brees Hall. No, I thought you were going to take Garrett Wilson. Yeah, no, I'm going to take Garrett Wilson. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, you got me. I thought, I thought you thought I was going to take Brees Hall. Because nope. the running back, he, I mean, he has, he has better odds. He's, he's, plus, he's plus 800 compared to plus 1,200 for Garrett Wilson. But no, I mean, I think, I think Garrett Wilson is going to have a more immediate impact. And I think... Um, yeah, the reason you're gonna the, pick the chance for the Zach Wilson guy, and you are so convinced he's going to succeed that who's he gonna throw the ball to? The first, the top 10 first round receiver, you know. That was my that was that's how I that's how I looked at it, at least. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Garrett Wilson's gonna be one of four thousand yard receivers for the Jets, so I don't see why he would <laughs> win offensive rookie of the year. Uh, offensive rookie of the year, I'm going Christian Watkins. Okay. Ooh, uh, big good. body. Uh, Rogers likes him a lot. They're looking for a receiver in Green Bay. 
Christian Walken, second round pick at North Dakota State. Um, could be a guy, you know, maybe he's, you know, maybe close to a thousand yards, but he's such a big guy. And Rodgers, you know, likes throwing the, you know, likes throwing jump balls to Devontae Adams. Maybe he can kind of do something like that, use his size. And, you know, if he catches eight, nine, maybe 10 touchdowns, something like that. I know it's a lot for a rookie, whatever, but it's Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball. You never know. Plus 1,500 on. Who's the odds on favor to win that? Can he pick it? Yep, plus 700. See, I just don't know if he's going to, like, in my mind, Mitch Trubisky's going to start six, seven games. And I don't know if nine or ten or whatever that amount is. I don't know if half a season is enough to win you the award. Yeah, you know? I am. Who's number two? A, uh, Brees Hall. And then just round at the top five. Um, all right. Uh, Kenny Pickett plus 700. Brees Hall plus 800. Drake London plus 900. Chris Olave plus 1,000. George Pickens plus 8,000. I was going to say George Pickens may be worth at 8,000. 1,000. Oh, I thought you said George Pickens plus 8,000. I was like, I'm switching it. Give me that. No, you said round up the top five. I'm yeah, gonna... I know. But then I thought you just gave me like a deep cut there. I a lost deep that cut? Second account. All right. Are we going defensive rookie of the year now? Uh, yes, we are. Um, Aiden Hutchinson. Plus 450. I know he's the favorite. But I think he's the real deal. And this does stem from my uh, hard knocks watching a little bit. Um, but I think Aiden Hutchinson is going to be a stud. Yeah, I mean, the obvious choice is Sauce Gardner at plus 1,300. Yeah, well, I have a plus 1,400. Do you want that instead? Yeah, obviously. Give me the better odds. All right, cool. I got you. Yeah, I mean, that's a that's an easy, easy pick. Uh, yeah, never gave up a touchdown at college. Has Didn't even have the ball thrown at him in preseason. What are you going to do week one when the first play of the game is Rashad Bateman deep over the top, Lamar Jackson hits him on Sauce Gardner? Are you going to just jump out of a second-story window, or what's your plan then? I mean, Rashad Bateman sucks, so that'd be a shocking, a shocking development. But it would be something. It would be something. If that happens, that'd be unfortunate, but um, I don't think that he's going to go through his entire NFL career without giving, a, giving up a uh, touchdown. So... You know, if he gives one up on the first play of his NFL career, rip the brand date off. Who cares? Yeah, it's a it's it's a fun stat for college. You know, it's a fun stat that he didn't get targeted in the preseason, but you know, he's going to get targeted. He's he's going to give up. He's going to give up a touchdown in his NFL career. Um, I I think he's I think he's going to be uh, I think he's going to be good. I, mean, I think they're going to be able to force more turnovers, and um, that's what's going to come down to him. If he could he could you know have the best season of all time, but if he has you know, no no interceptions, then he won't win this award. But I think with the improved pass rush, I think with the improved coverage around the board, and with the um, you know playing Tua and Mac Jones twice a year, he has a chance to rack up at least a you know few interceptions. Yeah. three so there's a you know at plus 1400 i like his odds i can see the graphic on cbs now didn't allow a touchdown in college wasn't even targeted in the preseason first nfl snap 75 yard touchdown welcome that you're welcome to the nfl moment oh what an unbelievable time that would be um <laughs> next one comeback player of the year this one i don't really understand what qualifies to count as a comeback player of the year like Baker Mayfield's on here as like the seventh highest odds or whatever. He played in every single game last year. I don't understand or all but one or something like that. I don't understand how that counts as in, you know, consideration for comeback player of the year. Came back from being bad, I guess. Came back from being bad at football. Yeah. Um, with that being said, I'm going to have to take Derrick Henry here. I know he's the favorite again, 
I picked them for offensive player of the year. I can't pick somebody for offensive player of the year and they don't win comeback player of the year. See, I have the favorite as a Brian Robinson. I have him at plus 600. I have him at plus 400. Um, but I'm going to take actually Travis Etienne. Ooh. Plus 3,000. I mean, he didn't play last year. Sure. See, that's the thing. Like, I don't know what the criteria yeah, is. Year. So that's so that's like, can he be a comeback player of the year if he's never played in the NFL? If if he could, it's tough. He could be the first person ever to win comeback player of the year and rookie of the year at this in the same season. He's not really coming back from. So I'm going to change my answer actually to Chase Young, who I win defensive player of the year and comeback player of the year. What are his odds? Plus twenty five hundred. Our last, uh, last two here. Coach, uh, I already just assume Rob Solly and just pencil him in already. Big Bob Salah, just leave, leave that spot filled in here. Yeah, uh, I, I don't have the odds for that, but yeah, obviously, give me Bob Salah. Um, the odds, I'm sure he has good odds, so I'll take it. Plus 2,500. Oh, yeah, give me those odds. Um, Coach, some of these are interesting for coach of the year. Like Dayball for the Giants, plus 1,400, second, tied for the best odds. The Giants are supposed to win like five games. I think Doug Peterson down in Jacksonville. I think there's a couple of uh, – I want Dan Campbell to win. I think that would be super fun. Um, but he's not going to. Um Andy Reid plus four thousand tied for the longest odds. That's interesting. Um, well, it's tough to win coach of the year if your team's expected to be good. So I mean, that's why I think Bob Salah is a, a good choice because his team's expected to be bad, and if they overachieve, then he's more likely to win the award. Um, I'm going Brandon Staley plus fourteen hundred, um, and then tie that in my Super Bowl pick. I am taking the Chargers to win the whole thing. So okay. I think they're going to have uh, MVP coach of the year and win it all. So, how's that? That would be quite the, quite the season. Um, I, I guess I'll take the chiefs to win it all. I mean, obviously I'm sprinkling some money on the jets, uh, but for the sake of, for the sake oh. of this, I'll pick the, I'll pick the chiefs. I mean, I think that was a given. I think, yeah, I think the Chiefs are the, the best. All right. Hell yeah. Fair what are the Jets? Like plus 50,000, something like that? They are plus 1,500. No, they're not. 15,000. There it is. There it is. I think the zero. Chargers are 1,400. I don't know if the Jets are 1,500. Um. Cool. Anything else? I was. That was all for me. All right, cool. Let's get out of here. Um, we appreciate you all for listening. Um, again, we are back for the season, so strap in. Um, you know, make sure you are tall enough to ride this ride. It's gonna be a. It's gonna be a long season. Um, we appreciate appreciate you all for listening, and we will see you all next week. Toodaloo.